Yeah, Jeez, why, why do you think they called bumpers, Gary? <laughs> I don't know. Because they come at the beginning at the end, like bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Alex, you're a marketing guy. Do you like that design behind Paul? Does that, that sweet logo thing look pretty cool to you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's, that's really professional, isn't it? <laughs> it? Well, this is a professional podcast. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud and subscribe today. Now it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello and welcome to Sweet Talk. We're here with another episode. Today it is myself, Angie Wilhelm, as well as my wonderful co-host Shirley. You guys are Woo-hoo! used to seeing <laughs> Paul and Gary be our main hosts, but uh, they are out on other duties. I love when Shirley can co-host and it's the Angie and Shirley show. Uh, typically that's quite fun to do. So uh, thank you, Shirley, for joining us and being our co-host. How are you today? I'm great. It gives us a chance to show what we can do. It does give us a chance to show what we can do. We have a really wonderful guest on the podcast today. We have Deb Green with ISU Scholarship Office. Uh, Welcome, Deb. Can you please uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. So I'm Deb Green, Director of Scholarships here at the university. I've been in this role for quite a while. I was also a a graduate student here. And so I love ISU. I love my job. It's very rewarding. We give out a lot of money um, and we've been doing it a while and we love it. So that's just a quick summary of me. And what about your position here at um, ISU? Like what does the scholarship office do? So we award basically any scholarship comes to our office. We're the central hub. So whether it's outside scholarships and we probably get oh, close to four, three to four million that comes in from outside, outside agencies, state board of education, all of that comes through us. All the endowments that are set up through our foundation office or so all of our wonderful donors, annual scholarships from our wonderful donors, our recruitment scholarships, athletic scholarships, non-resident oh, wow. tuition waivers, anything in relation to scholarships all comes through our office. Um, We make sure students are eligible. We get awards done the way that we have to or that we're required to and disperse them to the students so that they get them paid towards their accounts. So that is how everything is is basically run through our office when it comes to scholarship aid. And we have scholarships for um, students who are non-traditional. We do. We have scholarships for students who are non-traditional. We have scholarships for first generation alumni, um, students from various majors. We have a flying scholarship if somebody wants to know how to fly a plane. Um, We've got a variety of scholarships. Uh, So for all different types of things, majors, counties, um, certain GPAs. Um, So a lot of donors will set their criteria and then we make sure that those scholarships are being followed as intended. And then we have a lot of other recruitment scholarships that are based off of GPAs when students come in the door as transfer students or new incoming freshmen, whether they're residents or non-residents. Cool, cool. Um, What is the average amount of scholarships that you see students receiving? Well, that's a great question. Um, We get this a lot. And so, I mean, obviously when it comes to scholarships, 
you know, there's some that are based off of need, financial need, um, which we look at what's called the expected family contribution from a student completing their FAFSA or merit-based. And so obviously uh, all those things play into it, but as far as the average scholarship, I would probably say um, probably close to 3,000 a year is the average, sometimes higher than that. We have a lot of students who do remarkably well. Um, they're academically very strong or they've applied for a lot of scholarships. Um, so like I said, because of the variety, we, we push out over 30 million a year through this office. There is a lot of money going out the door. And um, so I think students that are really engaged applying for scholarships, whether they're coming right out of high school or they're a transfer student, whatever the case may be, um, they, can, they can do really well. And so I would probably say the average is close to 2,500 to 3,000 and some are, are over that. So, but that's probably the average amongst all students. Can the students apply for more than one scholarship? Yes. So students that are brand new coming in, we have, just like most schools, we'll have what we call recruitment scholarships. And so based off their GPA, um, they come in, get admitted, and they're automatically considered for scholarships. So we call those our kind of our recruitment scholarships. So we automatically consider them if they meet certain deadlines. And then on top of that, they can get additional scholarships. And those are a lot like the donor-based scholarships that I was talking to you about. So a donor that might want to give to a nursing student or accounting student or biology student or whatever the case may be, they apply for scholarships. We have a pretty cool system called the Bengal Online Scholarship System. Students log into that with their username, password, same that they get into with all the Bengal web and everything else and they have scholarships that are recommended to them. So instead of them going through lists upon lists of scholarships to apply for, we're saying based on your major and what we know about you, we recommend you apply for these scholarships. And so they apply for the different scholarships. Committees are required for many of them and selections are made and students can get those on top of. So they can definitely have more than one scholarship. We have some that have more four or five. Every student has what's called a cost of attendance, so they can't go over that cost of attendance is the only thing. And that's different for every student, whether they're a resident or a non-resident, so. So what, what percentage of ISU students have a scholarship in one mm -hmm. form or another? That's a great question. I would probably say in one form or another, so, put me on the spot here let's see let me think <laughs> about this um gosh a lot um i would probably say at least 75 percent of our oh, students wow. have some type of scholarship um because we're talking about non-resident students who are often considered for our non-resident tuition waivers louis we have student athletes and then we have students that just coming in to isu are getting some type of scholarship whether it's through the State Board of Education, or whether it's through Idaho State University, like those recruitment scholarships that I talked to you about. Um, so it's a pretty high percentage. Um, when we give scholarships, there's criteria they have to meet, full-time requirements, GPAs, those kinds of things. They're all different. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty high percentage. Now, are there scholarships out there that nobody applies for that you may want to pitch on here? I can tell you, I had a friend at one point who uh, his accounting professor approached him because there was a accounting scholarship for Hispanic students. And the previous year, nobody applied for it. So it's interesting you say that. Um, I would have said before we implemented BOSS, 
um, before we came up with an online scholarship system and we had paper applications that yes, that was very much the case. Now that we have a online scholarship system, we are kind of, as you could say, finding the needles in a haystack. We're finding the mm -hmm. students that are eligible because the system is basically sending them an email. Mm -hmm. So if they're in a particular major that may be difficult or there's some very specific criteria, we're tending to find those students, even if there's just a few students. And so we haven't really experienced that. We have some scholarships for sure that we don't have as many students apply for, uh, but for the most part, as far as finding students for them, because we have everything electronic and emails are going out and it's much easier for students to apply now um, because it's just a touch, you know, they're, they're basically seeing it on their phone or whatever the case, electronics and technology have come a long way. Um, it's, it's become a lot easier for that purpose. But definitely that used to be the case, not so much anymore. Yes, and I will say that this did happen quite a long time ago when uh, the ability to find those scholarships was probably much harder. Yes. Um, and then how do students start that process? Do they start within the boss system or they can they come into your office and sit down and talk about that? So they can always come to our office. We're located mm -hmm. above the museum building. We're always here to help students, but um, it's we kind of it's pretty we've tried to make the process really simplified so they get admitted to the university once they're admitted current student new incoming student whatever the case may be um, boss is the place for them to go so the Bengal online scholarship system they log into that there's a username and password we have it all over on our website on how to access boss and then they have scholarships that are recommended to them what I would tell students is you know we're recommending scholarships to them based on certain things that we know about them and so if they know they're changing their major, they need to update that. Otherwise the system doesn't, you know, it's not gonna know. I'm thinking about changing my major to accounting, but they haven't done that yet. So they need to make sure their information is as up-to-date as possible with the university so that we are recommending the correct scholarship. But BOSS, it's kind of a one-stop shop. Go, you know, get admitted, you're automatically considered for scholarships and then log into BOSS as an ISU student. And that's where all of our donor-based and other scholarships reside. There's also outside scholarships, like I mentioned, and we get quite a bit of money from outside agencies. What I would always recommend is that students, when they are looking for those, because they're endless, they should never pay to apply for a scholarship. They should never provide their social security number or personal information. Um, scholarship applications should be free, but we do get a lot that comes in from outside, a lot of local places, banks, um, Simplot, Monsanto, well, it's, I think it's called Bear now. Um, all those places uh, provide scholarships often. And so just checking with parents' place of work, there's just, there's so much out there. But I think if I was to structure it and tell a student, get admitted to the, you know, get admitted to ISU, log into BOSS and apply for scholarships and look for outside scholarships, that's pretty much how simplified it is. And then what would you recommend to people who are uh, re-entering academia and they're just uh, concerned about the affordability of a uh, university at this moment? So we definitely have a lot for um, non-traditional students, students that have stopped out for a while. There are scholarships in BOSS for those kinds of situations. And so logging in there, but also coming to see us or calling us and picking up the phone. 
Um, financial aid is there to help students as well. Uh -huh. And so a lot of students are eligible for Pell Grants or you know loan money, different things as well. So it's kind of a package thing when you look at it, you've got financial aid and scholarships and we're trying to help you figure out how you can afford this. And so I, I would probably just say telling them to reach out. Things may have changed since they went to school. And so if if they wanna reach out to our office and we can just tell them, you know, this is this is what you need to do first, second, third. Our website is super easy and we've tried to make it very user-friendly for students. And it's got step one, do this, step two, do this, step three, so that they know exactly what they need to do. But I would probably say, Angie, just having, making sure that students contact our office, come see us um, because we can, we can talk to them and every student situation is a little bit different. And then like if someone's considering applying for scholarships, you've already gone over so much that they can consider, but is there anything else they should consider when they're um, applying for these? Can they get into the BOSS system before they're, uh, let's say, accepted into ISU to see what is out there for them? So that's a great question. There is a way for them to see high school counselor parents, mm -hmm. students to see the scholarships that we have um, and not have to log in. They just wouldn't be able to apply for them okay. until they're admitted, but they can still go in and look and see mm -hmm. based off this, you know, pull a college in as a filter and see what scholarships are there, just kind of thumb through them. They just aren't able to apply, obviously, until they're a student, they're admitted, mm -hmm. and then the system works in, in that regard. Mm -hmm. So um, I would definitely say the other thing is when students are thinking about applying for scholarships, apply for as many as possible if you think about it and you're sitting there watching a football game on a Sunday and you have 30 minutes and you apply for a scholarship and it's super easy and it takes you an hour not not even that because they don't take that long but 30 minutes to apply for a scholarship and you got two thousand dollars just think about it that way that you just made two thousand dollars in 30 minutes and so that's a pretty phenomenal way to think about it um, but they need to make sure they're meeting deadlines they need to make sure that they're completing their applications. It's electronic now. And so often it will not let you submit without completing things or it'll show red flags if you didn't complete something. But making sure that you are finishing them by the deadlines. If you don't, it's no longer available. You can't apply unless it gets reopened at a later time. And making sure you just do a good job on your scholarship application. And sometimes the, we will, you know, the scholarship will ask for an essay or it'll ask for a letter of reference, or it'll ask some, some specific questions that a donor might request. And so making sure that they do a good job on those is super important. And do you have any stories about your time or memorable um, times that you can talk about uh, during your uh, time at ISU in the scholarship office? Is there anything that sticks out in your memory? Um, just, just in general, anything that kind of sticks out? Yeah, um, we, we asked this and I'll tell you, Sharice Brown made me cry because she was talking about a particular student. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, one of the things that always, um, you know, we, we give out a lot of money and it means so much to these students. Yeah. And we had one student in our office that had come in and um, she, she actually had tears in her eyes. And I think you know, she was trying to figure out how to pay for school and she just got a, a great scholarship as a $5,000 scholarship. Oh, wow. And so she came in, she started crying and then she started doing a dance, literally a dance started, had jump, jumping jacks in the middle of it, the whole nine yards. <laughs> she was so 
excited. And, you know, those kind of things stick with you because, you know, you realize what you are doing and how you're helping mm -hmm. students is so critically important. And for her, it was a matter of having this scholarship made the decision for her that I can stay, I can do what I, and she was going into, I think it was the nursing program. This okay. was a while ago, but um, she was just, she was stressed and worried and trying to figure out how she was going to be able to do that, plus go to school and work. And she's had kids and all that. So just, I think sometimes in our office, we get to see so much excitement, mm -hmm. so much happiness, so much, um, I can do this now, or I can quit one, a, you know, a job or, you know, I can figure out how I can um, do this and still be able to study and get through my college program. I also help with graduation. And so seeing some of these students that come to our office and then seeing the end result yeah. is pretty phenomenal. And so we get to see a lot of that, the impact that it's making. And I tell you, we see it all the time, whether it's by phone from a student, a parent, or them coming by our office and doing jumping jacks. I mean, that's, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great to see that. We love it. Did you get, did you keep in touch with that student? Do you know how she is doing now? I actually don't. And, okay. you know, we see a lot. I wish I did. Some of them we do stay in pretty close mm -hmm. contact with her. They kind of keep us up to date. But that one in particular, I mean, she definitely made a mark because we, you know, we usually see some excited students come in here, but hers was just over excitement. Right. And so it just kind of stuck with us. But um, we do, you know, stay in contact with a lot of students and uh, get to hear about how they're doing or where they're at or the impact they're making or what they're doing in their career. Not that particular student I haven't heard from, but um, it just made an impact for us in our office. And I think we'll always remember it, so. Cool. Well, we are running a bit low on time, so we'll have to start wrapping this up. What is the best way for someone to reach out to you if they have additional questions? And um, can you give us the whole website for the boss system? Um, yeah. for anyone who's looking? Yes. So if they go to www.isu.edu backslash scholarships, um, that has got the checklist, kind of the step-by-step -step information there, which is wonderful based off of, you know, if they're a new incoming student, if they're a current student, if they're a transfer student, click here and it takes them step-by-step -step through what they need to do. And it's super helpful. Boss is also everywhere. So um, that's where they'll see boss. They can show, it'll show them if they're not admitted yet, how they can access and still look at things. But once they do get admitted, how they log in and all that kind of stuff as well. So, and then email us. Um, our email is scholar at isu.edu. And we answer those um, all the time. And that's what we're here for is to help students out. Our phone number is 208-282-3315. So call, email, look at our website, however you come by and visit us, whatever the case may be. Um, we love and want to help students with this kind of thing. And so any of those means is great. But our website's super helpful. And a lot of times when students go there, they get a lot of information that's very helpful to them. Oh, cool. And Shirley, can you lead us out and let everybody know how they can get a hold of continuing education if they're looking at uh, one of our programs? cetrain.isu.edu. Yep, and uh, you can reach us at cetrain as, uh, as Shirley had said, if you are interested in one of our programs, they are non-credit programs, but there are uh, financial aid abilities for uh, students looking at ours as well. 
Thank you so much, Deb Green, for talking to us. This is part of our uh, series that we're doing for people looking to go to college or get back in college, specifically our two and four year, two, four and six and eight year degree programs that they've taken a break or are right out of high school. We're really excited about this particular series. Um, so please look, subscribe and watch um, any of our other videos if that's something you're interested in. Uh, thank you, everybody. Um, be safe out there.